Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. <laughs> Of course he fucking hates him. Who doesn't hate that motherfucker? Think about it. Are you serious? People are still wondering if people like Tucker Carlson hate Donald Trump. Are you are you kidding me? Are you are you serious? Is this a thing? There's people still out there be like, oh, that aren't cult members. <laughs> oh, oh, I said. When Tucker got access to this 40,000 hours of footage that he would fuck this up. That is what I told you. The very first time I spoke on this, I don't know the date because it's every goddamn day here, two hours a day. But if I were to go pull the clip, the very first words that came out of my mouth when I talked about Kevin McCarthy handing over this footage, the access to this footage to Tucker Carlson and Tucker Carlson alone, it was going to backfire. And it did. It's going to. I mean, here we are picking apart the lies of the right, of how they're trying to whitewash history and trying to make that this wasn't a violent insurrection. All in the same breath as the Dominion lawsuit continues and more text messages dump where Tucker Carlson is outed as a fucking liar. He says, I hate him passionately. Meaning Trump. They were so excited about not having to talk about that motherfucker. I'm telling you, these, these are all good things. These are all good things. I know everyone is upset that Tucker Carlson is using our federal government and Kevin McCarthy is weaponizing it for the right and Trump's bidding because Kevin McCarthy owes Trump. That That's that's what it is. This is a payment for Kevin McCarthy's speakership. It's what this is. You don't think so? I, I mean... May, are we supposed to believe that this isn't a payment for Kevin McCarthy's speakership? Are are we are are they telling us that we don't know that Donald Trump is behind all this? You see, that's that's what we can do too, Tucker. You little fucking shit. You lying sack of shit. Everyone knows you know you're a lying sack of shit. Rupert Murdoch knows you're a lying sack of shit. And frankly, the Sicknick family knows you're a lying sack of shit. And I believe, I believe that if the Sicknick family, and I think, you know, I'm no fucking lawyer. I'm not. Don't claim to be. Uh, don't take legal advice from my dumbass. 
But I'll tell you, <laughs> but I'll tell you that I think, I believe <laughs> what Tucker Carlson said about Brian Sitnik and the footage that he showed and the defamation um, that he espoused on Brian, Officer Brian Sitnik, his family's pissed. And I think they have grounds to sue based on def defamation. The greatest part about that, e even if they wouldn't win, they would win in discovery because we would discover that that Tucker Carlson didn't believe any of the garbage that he that he's been fucking talking about about these clips. Hundred percent, the discovery would show it. Tucker Carlson isn't this big mastermind. He isn't, he isn't some kind of diabolical, and I know you want him to be an evil villain, but Tucker Carlson likes money. He's a greedy fucking fascist. That's what he is. He's a greedy fascist. He thinks he's better than you. He thinks he's more elite than you. And he thinks he deserves the freedom and the right to do and say whatever he wants to make as many dollars as he possibly can. That's it. They know they're lying to their audience and they know their audience wants to be lied to. I mean, can you imagine? Think about this for a second. Think about this. The, the, the idea that Donald Trump went to Kevin McCarthy, said, I'll back you as, as a speaker and I'll make you speaker. I'll crown you king. With all these moglodites in Congress, I'll make them vote for you eventually. I mean, I'm going to make a fool out of you in the meantime, but eventually you'll come around. But you have to do me a favor. You have to give these tapes to Tucker Carlson so he can spend lies that it wasn't an insurrection. That way, that way I have a defense in the public. It's a payment. It's a payment. From Trump. But Tucker Carlson can't stop sucking on the teat of Trump. It says, listen to me, it says in the text messages on January 4th, 2021, two days before the insurrection, we are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I truly can't wait. He goes on to say, I hate him passionately. I can't handle much more of this. What was it that you couldn't handle, Tucker? The bullshit and the lies? Is that what it was? But he loves the lies. He loves the bullshit. Because it makes him money. Makes him money. You keep this cult, you keep this sheep, sheep feeding on the red meat and the delusion. You keep those dollar bills piling in, baby. That viewership stays up. And everyone out there wants to uh, shut down Fox News. Now, that's not going to happen. I mean, I'd hate to burst your fucking bubble. Even if Dominion wins our lawsuit here, I don't think you understand how fucking rich Rupert Murdoch is. I don't think you fully understand it. I don't think, I don't think you get it, really, honestly. I mean, the best we can hope for is they take news off their moniker. I mean, that's the that's the best we can hope for. They're not going anywhere. It's a fucking money-making machine. 
That's that's the truth in it. It's all pure greed. And they don't care what they're selling, whether it's fucking fascism and authoritarianism. They don't give a shit. I mean, really, if they could use liberalism to, to do what they're doing with fascism, they would do that, too. Because it's all about the fucking money to them. Now, they're pure-blooded fascist. That's why it's easy for them to trudge down this road of lies and hate. Because it sells. It sells. It sells. Did you know it's the human condition? This isn't like some sort of wild uh, point in history where this type of stuff, this salacious, visceral stuff, is popular. It's always been like this. You think that the presidential campaigns in the 19th century, the late 19th century, were any different? They love the visceral news, the editorials, the political cartoons of the time. That was the memes. Go look at history and the history of American politics. It's not all sunshine and fucking rainbows, and it's not all the truth. For goddamn sure, it it wasn't always about the truth. The issue that we have in this timeline is that not only is misinformation and, and lies fucking dangerous, they spread like wildfire. And as long as there's a human condition there to believe those biased lies and opinions... It's it's going to take hold. There, there's really not a goddamn thing we can do about it besides yell and scream at the top of our lungs and have our own visceral rhetoric. Yes. Singing kumbaya and holding hands and talking about universal this and universal that isn't going to win elections. The saddest part is a lot of elected officials have they're the fucking sheep eating the red meat. Marjorie Taylor Greene was hailed as honorable this morning as she took the gavel in an hour House of Representatives. That fucking treasonous pipe bombing bitch. Supposedly. I don't know. It's allegedly. What am I supposed to do? They fucking spread it all over the internet. She said it out of her mouth that people think she's the pipe bomber. What am I supposed to do? Oh, it's vitriol. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's salacious. Do you catch it? Do you see? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We are not going to win this war on information if we don't fight the war on information. I told you yesterday. um, Well, I said it the other day, but I, I told Texas Paul this yesterday. I said, look. Until Mark Elias starts suing Democrats, we have not went far enough with gerrymandering. Spread the word. Tell everyone I fucking said that. Go put that out into the universe and tell them I told you so. Go tag Mark Elias. Get him pissed off at me. We Democrats are not doing their job gerrymandering enough until Mark Elias sues Democrats in blue states. 
That is when gerrymandering will come to a fucking end. You better damn well guarantee it. Think about it. Think about if Mark Elias, think about if, think, think, within three, four years, Tucker Carlson on Fox News has to do a piece on how scary it is that Mark Elias is suing Democrats because Democrats are gerrymandering in blue states to make sure Republicans don't hold seats. Think about it. Think about the fucking consequences. Because that's what it's always about. Jesus Christ, even even Tucker Carlson spewing his fucking lies. It's about consequences of free speech. Because you have the right to speak. Now, he can speak. It doesn't mean that there's not consequences of defamation. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. It doesn't mean that there's not consequences. I can say whatever the fuck I want. That doesn't mean there's not consequences. Sometimes the consequences get you in the right direction. Put you back on a path where people respect democracy. They respect it. Unlike Donald Trump, Carrie Lake, and these other fucking election deniers who don't respect democracy, who want to crush it. But Tucker Carlson has the right to say whatever he wants. But that doesn't give him the right from consequences. He also has the right to remain silent. That's right. He has the right to... You ever heard of that? You have the right to remain silent? That's the other side of freedom of speech. That's that's the other side of it. You can shut the fuck up. But if you believe that Fox News and Tucker Carlson in this Dominion lawsuit... Is something's gonna change? You're you're out of your fucking mind. There's no way. I've heard the media. Oh well, huh, this this should uh, probably change their mind. No, it is not. The fuck are you talking about? They're just gonna lie about the about about the truth they told about the lies in the fucking in the discovery of the defamation laws. You think they're not gonna lie about that shit? You think they're not gonna say, well, that's just that's just the liberals lying to you. Posting stuff on the internet. It's fake news. He fucking, he tried to tell us human beings who have eyeballs that see things that Josh Holly wasn't running away from the insurrection. That that was fault. That that was fake. That was fraudulent. That the January 6th select committee made that shit up while he pay, played the tape of Josh Holly running away. And you don't think they're going to lie about the defamation suit? Hell, they won't even cover it. So what makes you think? What makes you think that this defamation suit is going to bury Fox News or Tucker Carlson? Listen, this de- you if, if you're counting on the defamation suit to get rid of Fox News, then you're you're relying on Jack Smith not to let Donald Trump be the nominee of the Republican Party. You're going to be sorely fucking disappointed. Sorely fucking disappointed. You better get right with the fucking truth and reality. This defamation suit is not going to make Fox News go anywhere. It's not going to stop them from lying. They make way too much fucking money online, and they're going to owe a shitload of money to Dominion. They're going to have to make some fucking money off lies somehow. Whether it's Carlson, Hannity, Ingram. They're going to have to fucking pay that bill somehow. They better be selling lies. 
doubt me on this. You just fucking doubt me. And I'm telling you, if we don't get loud and we don't get fucking, we don't start kicking over shit in this country. They're going to continue this nonsense. Now, they're going to continue no matter what. But the point is, can can we can we survive in a democracy with them continuing to profit off lies and fascism? Can we survive it? Because the people who watch Fox News are so fucking mind fucked and part of this Trump cult. I, I mean, I believe that Trump, Jesus Christ, he was listen to this, he was posting videos, stolen videos of Hunter Biden naked with the hooker yesterday on fraud social. <laughs> he was posting that shit. Think about that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Joe Biden was tweeting out from his personal account videos that were stolen? Because you know they fucking exist. You know they exist of Don Jr. doing drugs and fucking hookers off his cell phone, stolen off his cell phone. Can you imagine? No, you can't. Because he wouldn't do that. He's not a fucking lunatic. That's why. <laughs> that's why the choice choice in twenty twenty four is going to be probably a fourteen to sixteen million margin. Yes, I said it. Fourteen to sixteen million margin, and really, again, you can fucking doubt me on this. Just like you may have doubted me that Tucker Carlson was going to flop with this footage. Oh my God, Mitch McConnell. Listen, uh, people yesterday were like, well, he didn't call Kevin McCarthy or Tucker Carlson out by name. Yeah, but he said Fox News, folks. He could have said cable TV news network. He didn't. He said fucking Fox News. He was aiming at Rupert Murdoch, not fucking Tucker Carlson. Because honestly, Mitch McConnell can't shut Tucker Carlson up. He can't. He can definitely send a signal to Rupert Murdoch and the Murdoch sons and the board of Fox News that, hey, we're not going to let our we're going to discourage our caucus and and our members coming on your fucking show and doing anything but pushing back on your stupid little fucking tirade about whitewashing the insurrection and lying about what happened. We were fucking here. Even Tom Tillis was like, that's bullshit. He said it yesterday. I, I don't agree with Tom Tillis on almost anything. <laughs> when we're sitting here, when we're sitting here agreeing with Tom Tillis and Mitch McConnell on Tucker Carlson, <laughs> we have we have crossed over a Rubicon, folks. And I've been telling you, we're at the intersection of WrestleMania in real life for a long fucking time. A, a long time. It just Republicans are starting to get the fucking memo. The only but but you have to remember why the Re Senate Republicans are saying this stuff. Lindsey Graham spoke out, of course, Mitt Romney did. But the reason why they're speaking out against this is because of their own power. They're not doing it because they're kind hearted and they love democracy. Get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. That's not what they're doing it for. They're doing it because they're going to fucking lose. They're going to lose. Donald Trump and his strategy of lying to the American people is a fucking losing strategy. Because they know there's people like me 
out there not going to put up with their bullshit. I ain't going to stop yelling and screaming. I don't know why hundreds of thousands of people don't come and listen to this show every day. Honestly, you waste your time with NPR and Pod Saves America, that soft-handed shit. Fuck that. We don't we we don't need people talking light into microphones at this point. Fascism is at the door, baby, and lies are taking over these people's minds. Not just the fucking people voting for them. The reason why this exists, the reason why this footage exists for Tucker Carlson to even consider doing this is because of the delusions of Donald Trump and his Moglodites, specifically the ones in Congress. And the reason why that is so important in this moment is because they forced Kevin McCarthy to do this to give him the speakership. He sold his speakership for this. And it is backfiring magnificently. And we should encourage it and keep pushing it. Yes, does it damage our institutions? Sure, in the short term. Absolutely. They're not a vile, viable political party, folks. They're just not. They're, they have no tenements and principles of democracy left. If you think they do, because, oh, well, it, it's just the ones at the federal level. In Tennessee, they're trying to legislate the eradication of other human beings in this country because of who they are. In Florida, they're making sure kids can't read. Because they're scared of fucking words. That people may know the truth. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Get fucking loud. That's what you have to do. Again, I tell you that I only have one microphone. If YouTube will let me. (laughs) Oh, if YouTube will let me. But you have thousands of microphones, thousands. And why you're not inviting your friends and your family and anyone you can find to come here and watch this show, I have no idea why. We have to be loud. We have to be one message. And we cannot play on any other part of the field but their side of the field. We have to go after them. Again, this is pro-democracy propaganda, folks, from the Rush Limbaugh of the left. Go tell them. Tell them I said so. Pro-democracy propaganda from the Rush Limbaugh of the left. What's more vitriol than that? Go do it. And I'll yell and scream every single day and hold these motherfuckers accountable and stand on the principle of democracy. That is where we need to be. To fight this fight. We cannot soft glove this. We cannot use piles and piles of data. To make Americans understand why fascism is at our shore. And it's so dangerous. They're coming for your children. If you don't believe me. Go look at the laws they're passing at the state level. Where they have power. Go look at it. Or just come here and listen. I'll fucking tell you what they're doing. I'll take all the reporting I find and I'll yell and scream until I lose my voice. We must fight. 
And we must fight the war that we're in, and it's a war of information. And if you don't believe me, then you're not paying attention to the last few days. But we can use what they're doing to our advantage to push and to bring forward a pro-democracy coalition and a coalition that will believe in the tenements and the principles of our constitutional democratic republic. Our two-party system with only one party who believes in democracy in this moment. But we have to do it together. We cannot do it apart. We cannot suffer these fools who say both sides are the same. Okay, (laughs) the both sides are the same people over at TYT. Yep, I'm going to call them out. I don't give a fuck. Uh, uh, David Pakman, anyone who's a Bernie bro... That's right. If you're a Bernie bro in the chat right now, you're going to be a pissed off motherfucker when I'm done talking. So you better just get used to it. This whole both sides are the same. Joe Biden's too old. Joe Biden's too old, but they want Bernie in the poll. You you people really are fucking you think you think I the the wrestling ball of the left is a cult member for Biden. You're a dumb motherfucker. I'm the cult member. Jesus Christ. You can't even pluck your head out of your ass long enough to understand that your little savior, Sanders, Bernie Sanders, is just as old as Joe Biden, you stupid fucks. Pluck your head out of your ass. Either you are you are worried that Joe Biden's too old or you aren't. There is there is gonna be two people running in the general election in 2024. And it ain't got nothing to do with facts and me knowing politics in this country. It is going to be Donald Trump as the Republican nominee and Joe Biden as the Democratic nominee. That's your fucking choices. Get used to it. Get used to it. Stop talking about other shit. What we need to do is break up fascism in this country and damage the Republican Party to where they don't have power. Because where they do have power, they're taking away your fucking rights. They're taking away your fucking freedom. They're putting your liberty at threat. And it's time to realize that it is not the Democratic Party that are doing these things. The Democratic Party, Joe Biden, are not a threat to democracy. It is the MAGA Republicans. It is the America First Nazi Party. Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump. That is the threat to our democracy. And if you want to keep it, know the threat and go at it. That's how you win fucking elections. Because you don't get to govern If you don't win elections. So get on the right side of truth and the right side of history and stop being such a goddamn pussy. Speaking of that, I have a fighter with me today. Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer, our friend here at the show, is going to be joining us at the top of the hour. And she is going to be telling us why, why this Tucker tape And why the Fox files, the text messages, are going to absolutely destroy them if we make sure it destroys them. 
listen, just tweeting about this, just tweeting. I, I, I retweeted. I retweeted this. I mean, yeah, that's what we, we, we show you the tweets and stuff. But just retweeting this is not going to be enough. You're going to have to talk to people. If you go into like, a, I don't know, a tire shop, let's say you're getting an oil change and Fox News is on and people are watching this and you say, why are we watching these lies? Say it out loud. Start a conversation. Then pull up the tweets and show them in their face. They always say, oh, you libtards are putting, you're getting all up in our business, in our face. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do what they're accusing us of. Hells to the yeah. Let's have conversations in this country. You think it's going to be hard? You think it's going to be hard to have a conversation with someone when you show them text messages from a defamation lawsuit? That Tucker Carlson is lying to them? You think that's going to be because they ain't going to see it other than from you. Tucker Carlson ain't going to be like, well, today, today in Dominion lawsuit news, I was outed as a fucking liar. Tucker Carlson isn't going to say that. Fox News isn't going to say that shit. So you have to. I mean, I'm going to. And if you can't, if you don't know how to have that conversation, share this with them. I don't give a damn. We must stand on our principles of pro-democracy. We must. To keep it, we must. And we do not need polls and piles of data and all kinds of nuanced ideas to make sure that an old man isn't president, even though we want an old man from Vermont to be a president. Get the fuck out of here with this nonsense. Pluck your head out of your ass. And I'm talking to the audience here, not MAGA. It's time. It's time that you understand exactly what politics is and what it's going to do and how it will deliver you a government that can govern with decent, serious policymakers. Yes, it's not going to get everything you want. You're not going to get everything you want. That's not the that's not the intent of an outcome of a two party republic, but that's what we're dealing with. And if you're out there saying, well, we just need to tear down the whole thing and rebuild it. That is the last thing we need to do. If you do that, do you think the authoritarians, do you think the fascists are just going to stand back and let you tear it down and not fight to take it over? You're a fucking bonehead if you think that's what's going to happen. I don't know if you noticed, but they're not going to stop. They're not. I mean, they're all in on the fight. They're they're tan balls deep in on the lies, the fascism, and the bullshit. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. And they know they can confuse and gaslight all their MAGA cult member sheep. They know it. So use these facts however you will. But I'm telling you. If we don't stand against this, we can stand to lose. And he is going to be the nominee. When he is indicted, it will only ensure that he will be the nominee. You heard it right. I'm telling you, when you watch him get indicted, when you watch him get indicted, it will only secure the nomination for him, not take it away from him. And the only proof of that that I have is the only proof I need. 
that Tucker Carlson can try to whitewash what we see in front of our eyes and their entire audience will believe them. And the entire right wing media apparatus will follow him into the abyss. Good. Fuck them. Let's take them down here at the Tony Michaels podcast every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, sort of. <laughs> I'm on the Upwires channel right now. Go to up, theupwire.com, theupwire.com. But if you're on the Upwire, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, do me a favor. Do me a favor if you're watching me on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on this channel. This channel is allowing us to broadcast from YouTube, uh, as long as YouTube doesn't find out. <laughs> Someone may report us. I don't know. They may ban me altogether. I don't give a shit. We're working to get my channel back. But go there and subscribe as well. If you're not, show YouTube what we're made of. Subscribe at the Tony Michaels Podcast. Also, follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. And download every single episode on Apple, Spotify, and Google, even the banned ones. That's the nice part about the audio is I have never had a challenge to my audio episodes ever. They've never been banned. They've never been taken down. They're all there. Every fucking last one of them. You can go listen to all of them, especially the ones where I said, yes, this footage that Tucker's going to lie about, it's going to hurt him in the long run. It's going to hurt Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans and Trump in the long run. It's not going to be good for them. It just won't be. Also, watch us on Twitch. You can follow us on twitch.tv slash the Tony Michaels over on Twitch. You can download Twitch. You can link your um, Amazon Prime account to Twitch. This is a great way to support the show, by the way. I've had a lot of messages of people who don't watch us on Twitch, but they went over Twitch and they've linked their Prime account with their Twitch account, and they give us their one free subscription. Because here's what happens when you have Amazon Prime. You get one free Twitch subscription to a channel. You can give that free subscription to us, and I get a couple bucks of Jeff Bezos' money every month. And I'm serious. It's like 2 or $3. I'm not sure the exact amount because, I don't know, They, it, I think it's 5 but then they take a part, and then when you take it, they, 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 they always get their fucking nut. They always get their nut. It's capitalism, baby. <laughs> That's how it works. But it doesn't cost you a nickel to give me a few dollars of Jeff Bezos' money every month. So if you don't like Jeff, well, go over and link your your Amazon Prime account to Twitch and give me that uh, subscription if you would. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free 99 to support the show. Otherwise, like, share this link, tell your family, tell your friends about the pro-democracy propaganda from the Rush Limbaugh of the left. Tell them I said so. We'll be right back right after this. We'll be right back. Mark, 60 seconds. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Are you numb and alone after storming the Capitol? Have you been left out in the cold after stealing Nancy Pelosi's mail? Do you feel exposed to a government that doesn't share your patriotic values? If any of these describe you, then you're in luck. Hi, I'm Paul Gosar, and thanks to my new product, Pardon Blanket, I've got you covered. Pardon Blanket specifically works to make you feel safe and cozy after your involvement on January 6th. And if you're one of the other members of Congress who also helped with the attempted coup, Pardon Blanket will protect you too. Pardon Blanket is made of a sort of soft fleece and a layer of sheep's wool. And they're 100% made in the USA. 
Don't delay and get your pardon blanket today for just $99.99. Actual pardons not guaranteed. Jumping back into it, this is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Some people are asking what the Upwire is. The Upwire is just a network of creators. We broadcast from their channel, have been for some time. I put some of my shorts on their channel too, but there's other creators on the channel. They're trying to get Gabe Sanchez to put his what was that over here and everything else. And that way, that way you have an, uh, a place to watch uh, like-minded creators. Uh, in a place. So that's what the upwire is. Just, just a creator network type thing where creators come and post their content on a channel. That's it. Just uh, liberal minded folks. We don't always agree. Like I don't agree with everything everyone says on the upwire, but, but we broadcast from there right now. So that's where you see us on the YouTube. Um, So make sure to subscribe to that channel. uh, If you're not already, it's free to subscribe. It doesn't cost you any money to hit the subscribe button, hit like, and share. It really doesn't. Um, and I appreciate uh, being able to broadcast. Now, until YouTube finds out, I guess, I don't, fuck, I don't know. I don't know if they'll cut me off because I'm broadcasting from another channel or not. I have no idea, to be quite honest with you. Don't know. Don't really give a shit either. <laughs> oh, my give a fucks are zero. Absolutely zero. So um, a lot of people um, are joining us today, probably uh, missed yesterday or missed it from being live yesterday. Uh, I was banned or suspended, but it's a ban for seven days to um, to live stream or post anything on YouTube. I can't even post a meme. Now, I could comment. I can comment over there, but I can't post anything else. That's all I can do, which is kind of fucking ridiculous. I think at least um, when they prevent you from posting videos or live streaming. I think YouTube, what you should do, just a piece of advice, is let your creators type out a text type post on your community page because that's bullshit that you can't communicate with your audience. They cut you off from your audience. I mean, again, I would prefer, and and maybe they only give you so many, like here's so, because I can actually type out a, a message on the community tab. We That's how we do the polls and that's how we do um, like, like, uh, you know, you know, like memes and shit when I post over their pictures. Um, MMW on YouTube is asking why. They say I broke their terms of service or their guidelines or whatever, right? And I was harassing people. I don't know if it's because of bonehead or what. Like, I, you know, we, we, we go do the bone of the week every Friday. So I don't know. I think it's what it was is some Moglodites, some internet Trump trolls came and reported our show because we're getting underneath their skin. We're pissing them off. Right. That's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. I'm just saying. So now I, I'll tell you that this is the, um, I believe it's the third time that I have been suspended from posting for a week um, on YouTube, on that channel. Now, they I don't have monetization on that channel because of a lot of that. They won't give me my fucking monetization back. That's why I don't have Super Chat shit. I can't do that stuff. We will on the Upwire soon. You guys, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'll tell you, uh, let's see. Yesterday, uh, let's see. Um, you, oh my God, we're over a thousand. We're over a thousand subscribers now on the upwire yesterday. I think we're at like 
a hundred, 150, and now we're well over a thousand subscribers. And as long as you guys keep watching these episodes on this channel, now, even if we get our other channel back, you can just jump back and forth. It doesn't bother me a bit because I'm not monetized on YouTube. Literally, I make no money on my channel on YouTube. Not a fucking nickel. Not a goddamn dime. And and the reason why is because right-wingers always report me and troll farms come in and fuck with me. Because they don't like what I'm saying. And that's what makes me believe and know that I'm saying the right shit. Okay? That, that's how I am aware <laughs> that what I'm saying is the right direction because they fucking don't want me. They, they don't want me to have an audience of several hundred thousand people. The right wing. They don't. They have to. I mean, some on the left don't either. They're really mad that I go after people like um, like <laughs> like uh, like TYT and David Pakman. Oh, that pisses them off. And NPR and Pod Saves America. I don't give a fuck. You think the fuck'em guy, the guy who wears the fuck'em hats, gives a rat's ass? No, he doesn't. Trust me, I know, he doesn't. But it really doesn't bother me that I'm not monetized on YouTube. It, I mean, it would be nice, because this is what I do for a living, so I would I would make a, a substantially more money. But that's not why I'm here. Why I'm here is to help spread a national narrative and a national messaging and really to be the front line of that. I want to set the bar. I want everyone else to have to try to catch up with my ass. Pod Saves America would be much better if they had to compete with me. NPR might be better news. It might be more interesting. They're not going to do that, though, over there. TYT and David Pakman, they might just be better at this if they have to try to keep up with me. That's what we have to do. Now, am I that guy? I don't know. I hope I am. I I, I think I am. I'm very confident that I can do it. I think I have the talent and the mind, and I think I have the consistency for it. Do you guys agree? I'm here every fucking day. Ever, have I missed a day? I mean, we've taken a few vacations, you know, during the holidays, but have I ever missed a day? Have you guys ever been in the chat and miss that. That's why. That's why yesterday, when we couldn't broadcast from our channel, people were coming in. They were messaged on Facebook, and I mean, they were like, "Where the fuck is Tony?" Because I don't miss a fucking day. I don't miss a day. I'm always on time. I'm consistent at this. I don't fuck around and oh, delay my show because of a, a clip. I don't delay my show because I need an extra half hour to prepare. I don't give a shit. I'm going to be here every fucking day. I don't travel because of that. Actually, I, I need to get a different uh, MacBook so I can do some traveling because that will help me do the show while I travel. But I don't even travel because of that. Because I am dedicated to being here every single day to yell and scream into this microphone. That is my goal. I don't give a fuck if YouTube bans me. I don't care if Twitch takes me down or Facebook takes me down. Twitter suspends me. I don't give a shit. I'll broadcast from my own website if I have to. That's how important it is to me. And the reason why is because you're here listening. Without you here listening and sharing and, and engaging in the chat, I, I wouldn't have a leg to stand on. It's you. It's you. That gives me the ability to yell and scream into a microphone every day on a consistent basis every single weekday 
for two full hours, sometimes uh, two hours and 15 minutes, two and a half hours. I know you guys want three hours. Amanda's going to say it. Where are you at, Amanda? <clears throat> I know you're going to say um, three hours, three. <laughs> Amanda's wanted three hours for, I don't know, probably um, probably a year and a half <laughs> is how long Amanda's wanted three hours. But I'm telling you, we we are going to get to three hours eventually. We will. We will get to three hours. We could do, I could do five hours every day. Now, that's a little crazy. But I could do three hours. You guys know this. We've watched. We've watched. Where we get to two hours, we're like, God damn it. Everyone wants three hours. Everyone. Uh, Nate even says one one year continuous episode. <laughs> just just talk the whole fucking year, never shut it off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh fuck. But it's important that you share this, and we grow this audience, and we grow the fuckum fam, and and we have a lot of different portions of the coalition. We have Sparklers, who are Hal Sparks fans that come here every day. We have the Midas Mighty from Midas Touch, who have found us on Midas Touch, that come here every day. We have we have people who like TYT and David Pakman, who hate on me. And sometimes they agree with me. And we have our haters. Jesus Christ, Chris N. has been here for, um damn, near two years. I think Chris has been here. Is that right? MJ? MJ knows. I don't know if MJ's in the chat right now, but MJ knows if Chris in and Chris in's probably here too. He'll give us a top hat if he, if I'm correct. But this coalition is growing and this movement where Democrats are, are not going to be such fucking light handed politicizing pussies anymore. We are going to take off the gloves and we are going to fight. And we will fight for democracy. And we'll politicize issues. Like I said, I don't think... Yeah, MJ... Um, Sorry, MJ says Chris N has been here two years. Yeah. MJ is, is OG fucking fam, by the way. MJ was here when there was like six people here. Six, seven, eight, ten people in the chat. Uh, Spin Cycle Dragon says, I like TYT, but sometimes they get on my nerves. It's the times that they get on their nerves is why they're garbage. It, it's I, I, I have I have uh, contributors over there. I've had Ben Glebe on the show. He's a contributor to uh, uh, Rebel HQ with TYT. Um, <laughs> ben, ben is a smart guy. Smart guy, and he's not scared to interject politics into his comedy. So I and I appreciate creators like that. Um, and there's other creators over there that have that have been a part of TYT. It's the part where they're the defeatist that makes me question them. Uh, Steve says not a fan of TYT, and that's probably why, Steve, is because of what I'm saying. Um, CN on uh, in Twitch says found M- Tony through Midas. Yes, the My, My Zealous Brothers has helped me uh, get the word out and given me exposure. Um, and they let me broadcast from their Facebook page. The reason why they don't let me broadcast from the YouTube page, and I quite understand it, is because of the situation that we're in today, where you're having to sc- subscribe to the Upwire channel. <laughs> it's my mouth. 
and YouTube doesn't like it. But I, I don't give a shit. I mean, Facebook has never, I, mean, I don't think we've ever had a problem on Facebook. Um, Robin says on um, Twitch, I found Tony through Twitter on Spaces. I used to do Spaces a lot. I don't do it anymore. I just, I just don't have time to do that many Spaces. But we have to build a coalition that will get behind one idea and one idea only. That we must save our institution of democracy. That there's only one party interested in that. That's that's where we're at. So no matter what media you're watching, no matter what media you're watching, are consuming, you have to keep that in mind. And, you know, I'll call it out where I see it. And where I see it is sometimes on the left. Um, I, I, I got to answer a question here that a few people um, earlier, they asked, um, is Gabe going to be here today? Gabe is actually traveling. And I have to admit that Gabe is traveling to a undisclosed George Soros Antifa headquarters. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. He's traveling, um, so he won't be joining. He's probably um, in the, in the air right now, headed uh, to where George Soros is going to be conducting the annual Antifa conference <laughs> for the international blood-sucking ca- cable, as Marjorie Taylor Greene would put it. oh boy oh boy oh boy no he won't be joining us today but um, Rachel Bittacoffer is going to join us here in about 10 minutes Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer our friend here at the show you guys know that she is um, incredibly incredibly well versed at messaging Uh, and she's been uh, on our show for well over a year now Um, I think we interviewed her last January or last, I don't, I don't remember, but it's, I I've been friends with her for over a year and she was one of the very first ones uh, to publicly say that I was the Limbaugh of the left. And she said it in an episode. I don't, I don't remember which episode it is, um, but um, I can find it. There's a clip of it over on Instagram, I believe uh, where she's calling me the Limbaugh, of the left. Um, is, so she was one of the first ones to say it out loud maybe we'll ask her about that but the thing i want to ask about her most is a meme that she um that she shared and i shared it on patreon and a couple other places uh and i seen other people sharing it and i'm not sure if she came up with this or this was uh someone else's doing she stole it but um i love this meme it is uh <laughs> it's the stick in the bike spokes meme it says give january 6 footage to tucker carlson Kevin McCarthy puts the insurrection back on the news cycle for a few weeks, forces Republicans to have to make statements and interviews siding with the violent insurrection. Democrats sit back laughing out loud. I mean, that's what that's what this is doing. I mean, I'll show you here. I'll show you the clip of Mitch McConnell yesterday. Um, Here is here is Mitch McConnell siding with the Capitol Police against the insurrections against Trump and against Tucker Carlson and against Fox News. Watch this. With regard to the uh, 
presentation on Fox News last night, I want to associate myself entirely with the opinion of the chief of the Capitol Police about what happened on January 6th. So there it is. Now, a lot of people were like, whoa, we didn't call out Tucker Carlson by name, but he said Fox News by name, which is really important because he's he's giving he's signing signals to the board and Rupert Murdoch and the Murdoch sons. Uh, Dark Sire says, uh, I found Tony through the Nash rational boomer. Oh, I see uh, the rational boomer is on the Upwire uh, YouTube channel. So if you follow the Upwire uh, YouTube channel, you can watch some of um the rational boomers uh, videos and you can go listen to his podcast too. Uh, and I've been a guest on his show. Uh, I don't know. Dark Sires has been two or three times. I can't remember exactly how many times I've been on his show as a guest, but I've went and talked to him on his show as well. Um, <laughs> David on YouTube says uh, TYT is okay at times, but I find David Pakman insufferable. Oh, David Pakman is boring as shit. He is boring as a motherfucker. Do you know why he's boring? I don't, I don't think it's because Pac-Man is is inherently boring. And I'd love to talk to him about this, like in private or on a show. I don't give a shit. I'd love to, to break down why David Pac-Man sucks to his face. Um, I'm serious. It would, it would help. He has a huge microphone. He has a huge platform. He's a nationally syndicated radio host. And that's the reason why he's pretty fucking boring. Is because he's he's he he can only say certain things. He can't he can't throw in a shit or a fuck or whatever, right? I I'm not nationally syndicated. I don't have to worry about uh, the FCC breathing down my fucking neck. I just have to worry about getting banned on platforms, so I can say what I want, how I want, in the style and with the salt and pepper of of uh, <laughs> of curse words. I'm pretty good at it. I I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> just, just, just saying, just saying. Um, so Mitch McConnell, the turtle, uh, calls the bowtie buffoon a fucking liar, which is kind of incredible if you think about it. Um, that now the the important thing in what Mitch McConnell is doing here is he's siding with law enforcement. I don't know if you um. I don't know if you you noticed that, but that's what he's doing there. And what he's signaling to other Republicans in his conference that you're going to side with law enforcement here, not with the bow tie buffoon. And and he's basically chastising Rupert Murdoch for even giving this guy a platform. Um, now, another uh, clip of this is where Tom Tillis. <clears throat> Uh, says this. Let me see if I can. Yeah, this is CNN. Here is uh, CNN um, approaching Tom Tillis in a hallway. And let's listen to what he says about this footage. What do you think of yeah, Tucker Carlson got this security footage from Speaker McCarthy and really had to downplay January 6th, said it was, you know, mostly peaceful chaos in his view and said it was not an insurrection, said that Brian Sicknick's death was not related to January 6th. How do you feel about that? I think it's bullshit. I was here. I was down there. And I saw maybe a few tourists, a few people who got caught up in things. But when you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted, all of that, or you had to be in close proximity to it. I, I just don't think it's helpful. Now, I've been saying for many weeks that they're losing the plot line. 
and they continue to lose more and more plot lines here. Um, and that's that's very important um, that they're losing the plot lines. And I know um, Dr. Rachel Bidikoff, I'm going to ask her more about them losing the plot because they are. It's slipping away from them. Um, let me show you another clip here of CNN. This is uh, Anderson Cooper, um, and he he is interviewing um, uh, damn it, Fanon. Uh, uh, Officer Fanon, excuse me, his, his name slipped my memory there for a second. But here's Officer Fanon. Uh, notice what Anderson Cooper says about Tucker Carlson if he was at the insurrection. This is fucking hilarious. Listen. You know, I mean, the idea of Tucker Carlson being in that mob that day and not wetting his pants is hard to imagine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's the truth, though. You know, it's it's easy. It's easy to mock this stuff and it's easy to get into a place um, where they have totally lost the plot. Now, um, I want to play this clip um, of Fanon um, raking uh, Tucker Carlson here. But but the main problem that the Republicans are going to continue to have if we give them the problem, because remember, it's only a problem from them if we make it their problem. Right. If we just act like, oh, my God, this is so dangerous. We need to shut Tucker up and we need to shut down Fox News, which that's fine. That's whatever. The problem is if we ignore the actual substance of the argument because they're losing the plot. I'm going to show um, Rachel Bittigoffers waiting in the in the wing here and I'm going to show the rest of this clip and then I'm going to bring her on. But I, I want I want to show Rachel a clip of a uh, Carrie Lake and how they're they're getting in pretzels and losing the plot. They're not really sure. If the insurrectionists are are good guys, if they're bad guys, they don't know if we should release them. They don't know if they're Trump supporters or if they're Antifa. And we should continue to stoke this losing of the plot line because the more we get them to lose the plot line, the less the less America is going to believe their fucking nonsense. If if America goes, wait a second, you're saying that the goal of Antifa was to go make sure that the election results didn't get certified for Joe Biden. Yet you want to release those people from prison because they're political prisoners. None of that makes fucking sense at all. None of that. It, even, even though they like to play those little narratives, it doesn't make fucking sense. But let's watch Officer Vanone absolutely rake Tucker. This is great. And th- th- I, I find it hard to understand somebody who has never put himself in harm's way in, in any capacity for anyone else uh, or on reporting a story um, and yet has the audacity to try to rewrite history. I mean, that, that's what this is. It, it is an attempt to rewrite history on what is one of the most consequential, you know, certainly one of the biggest events in American democracy and the uh, biggest threats to American democracy. I agree. I mean, Tucker Carlson is, you know, by his own admission, an entertainer, not a journalist. Um, and uh, on top of that, he's just proven himself to be uh, Donald Trump's chief propagandist. And that's all this was. And I think that, uh, you know, most Americans recognize that uh, way before this uh, segment aired, that this was propaganda. Uh, and it was an attempt uh, by Tucker Carlson to uh, to downplay and, and whitewash the events of January 6th. And I know that Dr. Rachel Bittikoffer is going to agree with me here, so I want to welcome her. Uh, welcome, Dr. Rachel Bittikoffer. Rachel, hi. Hello, my friend. Live from the truck, Tony. Woohoo! I love it. I love it. Um, so I said from the very beginning, 
when Tucker Carlson, the news came out that Kevin McCarthy was going to give him access to this footage and he was going to use it to whitewash the events of January 6th. We all knew that was what he was going to do. I said from the very moment, Tucker Carlson is going to fuck this up and it is going to be horrible for the Republicans and it is going to be horrible for Donald Trump um, only because it's all lies. Was I correct? You were correct. I mean, it was it's 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 remarkably like I, I tweeted last night, even a blind man could see this coming. Right. I mean, it. <laughs> here's the thing, like the the thing that MAGA and the Republicans, the rest of them, but especially the MAGA wing needs the most is for us to forget about January 6th. And what they've done now is they've forced allowed or or created an opportunity for us to remind everybody that they tried to overthrow the government, dude. <laughs> like it's such a strategic blunder. And then when the way it was done, it was so predictable that it was going to cause this pile on on Tucker Carlson, especially in the in the context of 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 the Dominion lawsuit revelations, right? And what's you know a very embattled embattled Fox News at this at this juncture in this particular particular time. It it, it, it you would think that Tucker. Carlson would understand the word scapegoat, right? Since he's made a living and millions of dollars scapegoating innocent Americans like, um, you know, the poll workers in Georgia, that he, that he would understand he was setting himself up to be scapegoated big time with this effort to, to gaslight America about what, something we all watched on live TV two years ago. It's not 30 years ago. It's not 9-11. It was two years ago, dude. I mean, the trials are ongoing. The June 6th committee just released its report. And and uh, I think he's he's going to rue the day that he decided to, to make Kevin McCarthy's speakership contingent on his exclusive Jan 6th ep- expose. Because the only thing you can ever show with footage from Jan 6th is that the Republican Party staged an armed assault against our capital and tried to disrupt the uh, transfer of power process. So, uh, you know, it's good for us that he would do that. Well, and it's only good for us if we actually take advantage of this, because this is Donald Trump's M.O., um, because he always does this. He did it with the documents case, right? They went and they they did a search warrant. They tried to keep it quiet. And the guy's like, nope, I can't keep it quiet. I can't keep my mouth shut. So he went on and on and on. But this is clearly this is clearly uh, Kevin McCarthy's payment for his speakership to Donald Trump by giving uh, Tucker Carlson this tape and having him spend this. Because th- th- one of the things <laughs> that gets me the most is he describes in this this little segment he says look this wasn't a violent insurrection five minutes later he's talking about how josh holly was not the only representative there was a whole crowd of people running away from the violence it really is something to see that that they know that their audience is so mind fucked and so delusional and so entrenched in their bias that they will absolutely believe anything they want to believe it's not about it's not about um tucker carlson spinning a lie uh, in a way that gets them to believe it they really want to believe this shit because i want to show you a clip here of Carrie Lake. When I say losing the plot, this is really important. And this isn't very long. It's under a minute, but listen to how she, this weird way that she tries to frame this up. And then we'll talk about it. We're seeing what's happening here with January 6th, with these tapes coming out, Tucker Carlson putting out some of the uh, footage from their so-called insurrection. And I, I, I am astounded by what I'm seeing. This was a, a, some of these people were walking in. They were being flanked by Capitol Police, assisted by Capitol Police. This was not an insurrection. This was uh, meant, I believe, to stop what was happening 
in, in Congress, which was uh, there was going to be a some balking at the 2020 election and how that was handled. And they didn't want that to go down. So this all went in and they tried to stage it as a insurrection. It's outrageous. And the people of this country are furious. That's what you're seeing at CPAC, people ready to step forward and continue fighting and get President Trump in office where he should be, frankly, right now. <laughs> you can't get... <laughs> Can't get much better bullshit than that, can you? No, and that and like I love the confession part, right? right. I mean, that was great, right? And they were just going to go in there to disrupt the process. I mean, like, you know, air some grievance. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Kelly. That's what they were doing. They were breaking federal felony law, trying to disrupt the congressional proceeding. That's literally what the law says. So thanks for affirming that. <laughs> well, and I believe I believe that um, when she's referring to these sections of this little uh, this little lie session that Tucker Carlson had, the, the, the best part about the whole thing is that's the, those clips. So the three the three narratives is that they were escorting them through the Capitol. When you watch the tape of the QAnon shaman, they're obviously escorting him out of the building, not into the building. It, it was at the end of the fucking violence. And they were trying to get him the fuck out of the building. Um, and then, and then, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I got, go ahead. Oh, and there's literally footage of him crawling in through the broken window, right? right. I mean, Tucker Carlson's like, oh, well, you know, how did this guy get in? Look, they let him in. They walked him in. And like, it's just like two seconds to show the footage of, of the QAnon man climbing through a window to enter the building, dude. It's you know, but he's got a lock on 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 his audience. I mean, that's really what we we ought to be talking about is how can we get reality? Like, how do you get? How do you infiltrate the the Fox News zone to tell people what's really going on? And you know, obviously, you can't do that directly through Fox News, but there's um, a lot of cross audience on A and E, on Fox, on E or um, uh, TBS, on ESPN. I mean, March Madness, uh, any football game. You know, we should be putting. Um, this information out to, so people know that they've been conned by Fox News. Well, how, how do how do we do that specifically? Because I know the audience and, and your followers on Twitter um, rely on you for that messaging and that narrative to push it forward, to get those to get those little words that you need in the little conversations that you need to have. But what can what can people do to engage in democracy to do that? I think they should, they should jump on the bandwagon of describing what's happening at Fox News in terms of campaign finance violations. I think what we're really seeing in Fox is not a news organization, it's not an entertainment organization. It's a secret, unreported, well-financed, and incredibly powerful amplification project for Republican politicians to win office. And that's clearly what they reveal to us in these Dominion messages and uh, lawsuit revelations, right? So when we think about Fox, I mean, it's, it's not possible to get the cable box to unbox on Fox, right? I think the military base effort to get it off of military bases is an important um, ban Fox approach. But other than that, I think what people need to get um, into the echo spirit of conversations, both at the at the micro grassroots and at the broader conversation, is that Fox News has been making in kind contributions for years to elevate Republican candidates and and diminish Democratic candidates. That is not news organization, and it's also not legal. 
Well, and we we know from some of these lawsuits that um, Rupert Murdoch uh, was actually giving Jared Kushner, uh, Joe Biden, and his campaigns uh, first look at their ads before they would even air. But this is even more damning. This is more of a wedge that you can draw with a uh, Fox viewer and in particular a Tucker Carlson uh, simp. Um, This is from January 4th. So this is two days before the insurrection. Tucker Carlson um, actually is text messaging with an unknown Fox employee. It says, we are very, very close to being able to ignore Trump most nights. I can't wait. I truly can't wait. He says, truly, even he says he adds, he adds um, down at the bottom here. I hate him passionately. And he's talking about Trump, which really, honestly, uh, who doesn't hate that motherfucker passionately? So I'm with Tucker on that, I guess. Um, I blew up at Peter Navarro today in frustration. I actually like Peter. I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but that makes um, Tucker Carlson even more scummy that he's actually a fan of Peter Navarro. But, you know, that's just me. Um, But then he goes on to say at the very end, and this is important, but I can't handle much more of this. And here we are, Rachel, two years, two years later. Well, more than two years later, and he is now simping for what would happen two days after this text message. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it just goes to show, right? And I think Dominion's going to be uh, able to show this in court when if they get to that stage, if they need to get to that stage, or I don't know what kind of evidentiary process happens at the settlement stage. But in any case, it's going to be a huge issue that they've, they they have con- have not only did these things in Dominion, but they have continued, they've stopped saying Dominion, but they've continued every other element of their farce and um, hoax against American public. And I don't think the judge is going to, and the judge and the jury is going to find that too, uh, too, uh, you know, appealing. I don't think so either. And the other um, lawsuit or potential lawsuit, really, because I'm not a lawyer. You're not either. Uh, we're in the politics of it, not in the legal end of it. I mean, we like to use the legal end to push our narratives, which is what we should be doing. But here's the thing is that um, th- th- there was three legs that Tucker was trying to stand on. Three lies, really. The one lie was what we were talking about with the QAnon shaman. The other lie was the one that was right in front of your face that Josh Hawley wasn't running away from the violence because he was running with a crowd of people running away from the violence. Violence, which is wild. But then he played about 30 seconds of a clip of Brian Sicknick walking around at one point where he wasn't being beaten. Um, and he really pissed off his family. I mean, pissed them off royally. And I actually believe that is where um, politically for our political narrative, because I love to politicize things, Rachel. Rachel, I love it. I fucking love it. That is my favorite thing to do is politicize things. And that's why I love this Fox files with these sex messages. But I almost bet, I almost bet that if the, if the Sicknick family sues Fox News and Tucker Carlson, that we will get discovery between um, Fox News, Tucker Carlson and Kevin McCarthy. What do you think that will say? My fake lawyer brain was thinking the same damn thing you were thinking, Tony Michaels. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, damn, the Sutnik family is going to come after these motherfuckers with a lawsuit now. And I cannot wait to see discovery on it because I bet it's going to be incredible. And, you know, it's, you know, it's not that I love politicizing things. It's just I accept that they're going to politicize shit. And our only hope right. of survival is to ditto it. Right. And I think that's that's probably you, too. Right. It's not like in a perfect fucking world where we didn't have to deal with this um, mass psychosis event going on on the other side and all their propaganda outlets, you know, we would have serious, substantive debates on the merits of everything. So the more we politicize the victimization of individuals, instead of talking about uh, amorphous groups of people, right? So the five women down in Texas, to me, you make them the face of this repeal, row repeal movement, right? They're, you know, they've got the most compelling 
most, you know, astounding stories or the like literally the top tier of, of the most like public sentiment winning, you know, presentation. And so therefore I think, you know, it's, it's horrible what they've gone through, but I intend to politicize it to prevent more women from having to go through the shit that they've gone through. And anytime you have a personalization um, one kid who needs insulin and can't now go to college because they won't cap it at 35, one, you know, one or five women who have been tortured by the state of Texas and, and permanently medically fucking damaged too in the process. Like those are how you make the narrative stick and resonate with regular Americans. So, and I think those narratives are, are working. Uh, you posted some data, uh, this morning that is showing that it's working. Um, but I think that um, Roe was a game changer when not only did they repeal it, but I mean, these Republicans, excuse the expression, went balls deep into it in the state legislators, just like they're doing right now to take away uh, consent away from parents for their children. Not only that, attacking children in education full throatedly by banning books, by banning, uh, banning, having teachers have consequences in Tennessee for bullying students. I mean, this is going on and on and on. And again, Again, they're attacking trans people and trans children and their parents to come after your consent. Because let me tell you something. If they can take away consent of parents of trans children, they can take away your consent, too, of your children. They do not have to be trans or part of the LGBTQ community. That is their goal. That is what Ron DeSantis wants. And that is that is something that we need to be pointing out and making sure that the country understands and get it in into a position where they are the, the majority of the country is on our side, just like the majority of the country is on our side for choice when it comes to women's health care. And I think if we do that, if we use that in this next cycle, I believe between Roe, this and the lies of the insurrection and the the indictments and the criminality of Donald Trump and his allies, I think will deliver us a huge win for Democrats. You're exactly right, Tony. I mean, when it comes to the GOP, they know how to frame shit and message it, right? So then what if they called their intrusion on consent? parental consent. Well, they've called it parents' rights. So it's usually whatever it, they've named it, it does the opposite. And so my recommendation is you got to lean right in and you got to strip what parent rights means in the eyes of the electorate and, and define that in a way that hurts Republicans and helps us. So, you know, your war on consent is a good way, war on parents. But we we definitely don't want to allow the Republican Party as they've done with many other things, patriotism, the flag and others, um, to be able to co-op parents' rights when what they're talking about is um, intruding on parents' own autonomy to raise their kids how they see fit. So, Well, and I, I, I think um, with a good, broad coalition, um, we can get this done. And I think that's the other thing um, that a lot of people aren't giving credit for in 2022 is that um, there wasn't a red wave and there was a reason for it. The reason why is because people were yelling and screaming louder than they were. And people were hearing us. I mean, people were truly hearing us and we shouldn't discount that, that we have that ability on our side, which our side isn't the left or Democrats. It's just people who like fucking democracy and want liberty and don't want people telling them what the fuck to do, how people have lost this in the American, in the American uh, dichotomy and in, in the social fabric that we have where Americans are like, Hey, you can't tell me what to do. I don't know if you noticed during the pandemic, it was harder than hell to get people to social distance and mask. And it, it had nothing to do with, Oh, they're dumb. And it's just an American thing. And we can play on that. We can use that and we can make sure to save our, democracy by making sure to get people 
who have that sentiment, who aren't paying attention to politics. I mean, a lot of people out there are worried about who's going to throw the baseball or football on Sunday. They're not really worried about politics much, but we have to bring it to their doorstep. We have to show it to them. So how do we do that? How do we bring these issues to their doorstep? What, what, what conversations do we have to have and what do we really have to do in the media? Well, I mean, in the media, it's about elevating. And, and number one, you have to be willing to say the F word. And Tony, not our favorite F word. I mean, fascism, <laughs> right? Got to be able uh, to say the other F word, fascism. Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, Biden's really been ahead of the rest of our congressional and Senate caucus. Obviously, you've got some exceptions, Swalwell, whatever, right? But in terms of of the the, you know, Senate, we need the Senate to be much more aggressive because the media can only do so much to move a conversation. And it really is a elite driven. So like if we can fix that, it will trickle down a lot better for us. But I want to point out the progress. I always think it's important. If we did better job of pointing out progress, people would know we were the most free motherfucking generation of Americans that have ever existed. Right. But instead we have a lot of people in on both sides feeling very oppressed right now. And, and they don't, they don't recognize actually this is we're at the pinnacle of human individual freedom in this country, the pinnacle, at least until Republicans repealed Roe, right. Which set us back quite a bit. So um, getting people to understand what happened in 22 is exactly what you're talking about. People intentionally having conversations, loud conversations in the same hyperbolic, you know, fifth grade level um, context and, and, and um, you know, argument that Republicans use. And, and, you know, Republicans were screaming shit about us. And that's their main message, by the way, Tony, you really hit on something I think is really important for you, especially as you build out your audience, is that Americans don't want to be told what the fuck to do. Okay. And this is this applies to woke woke people on the left who want you know to modify language. Like I get that sentiment. I understand. I have a kid of a, with disabilities, and in a it would be a great fucking world for me where you know people are language is, is kinder. But that's not you know that's going to happen. And you can't you can't tell people how to think, right? You can you can fight for equality, de jure equality in the government, in the Constitution, in voting rights, in First Amendment rights. But at the end of the day, you can't browbeat people into agreeing with you. And that's where we they we went wrong on that. A lot of the public discourse, especially cancel culture shit with people losing jobs, um, that went wrong and, and it created this perception. But it has also allowed us, I think, an opportunity to reverse and flip that around. Now they're the ones you know, want to be creating the thought police, want to tell Americans how to raise their kids, what they can do, what they can say, where they can go and how they can live. Right. So it's a real opportunity for us to, to see some offensive ground on that topic. I couldn't agree more. And that brings me to uh, a new generation that is coming um, that, and you brought up the word woke, which terrifies, absolutely terrifies these fascists. It is Gen Z. Um, and they are, you know, they're the mother wokers and they talk about wokers and people who eat kale. You know, I found out something the other day, um, um, Rachel, is that kale is part of the broccoli plant. Did you know that? That kale is part of, part of the broccoli plant. So when you eat, when you eat broccoli, you're eating kale. When you eat kale, you're eating broccoli. Did you know that? I had no idea, yeah. dude. Isn't that weird? Explain some things about kale. <laughs> <laughs> cauliflower is also part of that same plant so is brussels sprouts and a few others it's one well, plant in, the, in the, like the america's capital of eating weird shit for health right. eugene oregon right so you know kale is like oh man I, you should see the shit people are drinking and eating out west to, to you know achieve longevity <laughs> well 
but but even even to the this narrative around kale that somehow it's woke. Um, I remember a cartoon years and years ago, and it was old when I was young. It was Popeye the Sailor Man, and he eats canned spinach. Um, who in the hell in their right mind likes canned spinach? Uh, you you want fresh spinach is what you want, but I mean you know I guess canned spinach is a second to getting those biceps. But how how we've devolved into um, like you said, the left really um, went hard into making sure to boycott things. And I mean, right now they want to boycott Walgreens, which I think is a huge mistake. It's a huge loss of narrative where you could actually you could actually go towards um, a different spin on the narrative to make sure to spin a message of why Walgreens is doing what they're doing. It's because of Republicans, not because of Walgreens. Walgreens isn't your enemy here. I exactly agree with you. I mean, I I. Um... I don't fight every battle I I see, you know, that that is one that, you know, I was like, damn, you know, the problem with that is then this Walgreens is the bad guy and it's the Republican Party right. always that we need to narrative, you know, uh, around that as the bad guy and, and with the exception of Fox News, which is synonymous for the Republican Party. So, well, and I think I think um, we should be careful of this um, to do that, because, again, I'm not saying that Walgreens isn't doing um, not so good things around women's health here and not giving access to women to um, health care that they need in Kansas, which they voted for uh, in Kansas. But what I'm telling you is the reason why Walgreens is doing this is not because of women's health care rights is doing it because Republicans want to take that shit away from you. And you need to realize what the actual problem is. And it isn't a private corporation wanting to make profit or not wanting to make profit in certain states because of certain laws on a certain drug. It's because Republicans are telling them we will make it illegal for you to sell it here because we don't women want women to have access to health care. So you need yeah. to realize what the problem is and go at the problem. Not, 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 scapegoat Walgreens because they're making decisions based on what voters are voting for in the state when they're voting for Republicans against their own interests. Because it's wild to me that we don't understand that in Kansas, they voted for these Republicans, but they voted for the, the, the same people who want to take away the rights, right? They voted for them not to take away the rights, which makes no sense. And that is what yeah. we need to get in our civic discourse is that, look, you know, you can boycott Walgreens if you want to, whatever. It ain't going to work. Walgreens is a massive corporation. They don't give a shit if you boycott them for one drug or that they don't sell apple juice. They don't give a fuck. They really don't care. Honestly, they would rather be in the news than not in the news. But yeah. here's the key here is that you go after the real true problem. The real true problem is people telling specifically Republicans and legislators and in government telling Walgreens they can't provide health care for women in these states. So if we get it right, if we get it correct, which that's what I tried to do here on this show. And that's why I love having you here um, because you're one that gives us the narrative and messaging. So, and I want to talk about your, this book that's coming out because you have a book coming out that's going to guide people and direct people. And and I told you I'd platform your book. So uh, tell us, <laughs> tell us, tell us what we need to know about this book. Yeah, and this book is in the final editing process, so hopefully it will drop sometime in the fall, and it's called Hit Them Where It Hurts, How to Save Democracy by Beating Republicans at Their Own Game. And it is a, a, you know, the first half of the book, Tony, is about kind of bringing people into some of these conversations you and I have a lot. Like, you know, the this assumption that everybody knows, and I've run into this in, in, in grassroots and in high-level meetings I've been in, um, you know, I'll, someone will say, hey, we got to tell people about this, the, you know, this major thing. And then uh, someone else will dismiss it and say, well, everybody knows that. And I, I, that's the front half of the book. 
Nobody fucking knows that. <laughs> it's scientifically, you know, political science behavioralists like walk through the reality of civic literacy in this country. And, and you know, it's one thing to say Americans are civically stupid. OK, like they are. That doesn't mean you have a low IQ. You can be a fucking genius and know not like Elon Musk and know nothing about how the government actually operates. Right. Like I'm sure if I called Elon Musk right now and asked him to explain the um, committee process in the house, he'd have no, like no idea. Right. Like how legislation happens. That's your typical person, man. Like he's not the freak we are. Right. Like we know shit that nobody else knows. And then because of that and the assumption, this flawed assumption that we have an electorate working with a good base of knowledge, we leave the low hanging fruit on the table and we focus in the weeds. And what I'm doing is teaching people to take that that step back, assume your audience knows nothing. You have to make it explicit for them. You have to have one villain, the Republican Party, one solution, vote them out. And, um, you know, make that stuff very explicit because nobody knows who Kevin McCarthy is. You can walk around uh, Lowe's or Walmart or even a fancy grocery store like um, Whole Foods and ask, you know, just start asking random people, hey, do you know who Kevin McCarthy is? I'm going to tell you, unless you're in Bakersfield, and probably fucking even then, a lot of people aren't going to know who he is, dude. They're going to be like, who's this dude? It took years for the public to know who Nancy Pelosi is. And only, they only know because the Republican Party made their fire Pelosi strategy, which has now overlapped two decades in 2010, and made her the focal point of their negative advertising, right? So we really, uh, I'm excited about getting this book out the back half of it's going to tell people how to use that knowledge to make more effective messaging using negative partisanship strategy and i got a jet too tony so thanks i appreciate it thank you rachel (laughs) Uh, everyone go follow rachel on twitter at rachel bittacoffer and you'll get a you'll get highlights every single hour while she's tweeting of this book so everybody (laughs) go follow rachel rachel thanks for joining us i appreciate it thank you my friend we'll talk to you very very soon everyone stick around we'll be right back right after this what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Letters from the Trucker Convoy. Dears Tammy, by the time we reached D.C., we was 50 strong in number. Some patriots ran out of gas along the way. We got plenty of Slim Jims, Skull, near run out of Natty Light. Hope it don't rain tomorrow so we can circle the city again. Here's Bob. Dear Bob, I'm fixing to send you some more of them Doritos you like, the red bag, not the live loving blue one. In your absence, I discovered a rash on my neck, and no, it ain't no hickey, and I even seen my cousin Brody in ages. Stay strong. Wipe your ass at least once a day. Yours, Tammy. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. Fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Who can't wait for Doc's book to come out in the fall? I'm fucking excited. I want an autographed copy to be fine on it. I can't wait to read excerpts from it to you. 
to make sure that we uh, support Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer on this book. That's why I'm going to talk about it every time she's on until that point. I'm super excited about it. I don't know if you follow her on Twitter, but if you do not, if you don't have a Twitter account, it's worth getting a Twitter account just to follow her on Twitter. I'm telling you, we talked about decoding Fox News uh, the other day, but um, and, and it's worth it for her. But it's also worth it for Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer because she gives you a blueprint uh, step by step every day in the news of how to message. And I believe um you know, talking about the Walgreens case, because I haven't talked about it a lot on here. And the reason why is because people, uh, you know, you can boycott. And I think some people in the chat said they want to boycott Walgreens, which is fine. I don't I don't have a problem with you boycotting anything. I don't give a shit. Whatever you want to do, that's your freedom. That's your liberty to boycott whatever you want. I believe in liberty. If you want to boycott something, tell them to fuck off and boycott them. Sure, absolutely. But the problem is, is the narrative and the messaging around it, right? So w- we talk about that a lot here. The, mer- the, the the messaging and the narrative, excuse me, I'm an hour and a half in. <clears throat> and I'm all by myself. That, well, besides Rachel, I appreciate Rachel coming and uh, talking about this stuff today. But the but the Walgreens thing, the problem is, is I've seen a lot of people on the left um, acting like Walgreens is the bad guy here, which in some sense they are, right? Some sense they are. But it's really stupid to form a national narrative that Walgreens is your enemy in women's health when it's actually the Republicans who are causing Walgreens to do these things, to make these policies, to make this uh, healthcare inaccessible for women. It ain't Walgreens that has done this. It is Republicans. And when you when you give the Republicans, when you give the Republicans an outlet to make Walgreens the enemy and not themselves, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're going to say, yeah, it's not our fault. Fucking Walgreens is the one. We're not the one taking away women's rights when they're the ones taking away women's rights. Trust me, Walgreens is a for profit company. As long as they can make money and and be very confident that they can make money in any state, they will do that. Doubt me. Jesus Christ, you walk into Walgreens and they're still selling cigarettes. About 10 years after they said they were going to stop selling them. The reason why Walgreens still sells cigarettes is because they make money doing it. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, is it really shitty that Walgreens, you know, um, is doing this in some of these states and and should we point it out absolutely we should point it out we should point we should shame walgreens i'm not saying that i'm not saying walgreens is the good guy here i'm just saying when you're forming up your fucking narrative and you're trying to push a message walgreens isn't the reason why walgreens isn't doing this isn't making sure that these drugs are available for these women in these states it is Republicans. It is the reversing of Roe. It is the absolute hatred of fascists in this country that women would have choices of their health care and their bodies. That is why Walgreens is doing this. So when you do your messaging and your narrative and you're forming up your arguments, remember what Rachel just said. She said there's one enemy. There's one enemy of democracy that we have. There's been a lot of enemies of democracy in our history. In the 1930s and the 1940s, we finally came around to the idea that the axis of evil, Japan, Italy, and Germany, was our enemy of democracy. 
We've had other points in history where it was the USSR, where we had the Cold War with Russia, which we're almost back in. And now it is a domestic threat. One of our major parties, one of the only two that we have, which is the threat to our democracy because they don't believe in it. And they're going to do everything they can to use it to tear it down. So know who your fucking enemy is when you're forming narratives and messaging. Again, I don't give a shit if you boycott Walgreens. I don't care if you do it quietly or you do it loudly. Just make sure when you're forming a message that you know why you're forming the message and how that message will actually change it, right? You're not going to change legislation in states when you when you scapegoat Walgreens. Walgreens, Walgreens is not a legislator, folks. They're not. They're not a fucking legislator. They don't want to be. They're going to lobby. They're going to fucking lobby for their biggest profit. And that's why I tell you, if we work hard in these states where Walgreens wants to pull this because of laws that Republicans either want have passed or want to pass, you start reversing the the actual makeup of the legislator in those states. Walgreens is going to be for profit every fucking time, every single time. And let me tell you, if freedom and choice is profitable, they'll take it. It's why this woke narrative doesn't hold water when they call Disney woke or Coca-Cola woke or whoever is the corporation that's now woke. The reason why a fucking corporation or a business does anything is for profit. And if it's doing something that's quote unquote woke, it's because that is profitable. Just like Walgreens is doing what they're doing in some states to make this available and not available in other states. That is what we need to remember. And yes, um, do the Republicans take advantage in legislators and in our government to, to make sure that capitalism can can fucking rape and steal and pillage our GDP from us, the people? Yes, they do that. They do that. But we also have to recognize that there is a party in this country that is the only party that is interested in holding them accountable and making them fucking pay their fair share. Only one. Only one. And you have to recognize that when you're forming your narratives. It is super fucking important. Because... Not only do you do you create this narrative, well, Walgreens is the one causing the problem with Roe v. Wade, which is not the truth, not even close. That's the dumbest fucking narrative that you can have. And the reason why is because Walgreens can't change Roe v. Wade or bring it back, and they can't legislate all around the country. They can lobby for legislation, but that's the best they can do. Your narrative has to to drive where the problem is. And if you lose your plot line and you lose your narrative, they will take it. The fascists will take advantage of that baby. Oh my God. You think Chris Kobach, I don't know if you know who Chris Kobach is that fucking scumbag. 
don't know if you know who that fucking scumbag is. That motherfucker holds a very high office in, in Kansas. And he's the one, he's the one that is working in cooperation with Walgreens to make sure even though the people of Kansas voted to keep these rights, that Walgreens does not dispense this drug. They don't want women to have access to this fucking drug. They don't want it. And by they, I mean the fucking Republicans. You think Walgreens doesn't want the profit? Get the fuck out of here. You are out of your mind if you think Walgreens doesn't want the profit off this drug. Get out of here. You have to go at the problem and your narrative has to be pointed in that direction or they'll turn it on you. You think you think the Republicans are above lying? You think they're above spinning a false narrative about who's responsible for taking away the access to women's drugs and women's health care? You think the Republicans are like, whoa, 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 whoa. It wasn't us that took away. It wasn't us that took away access to women's drugs and women's health care. That was Walgreens. Okay. It wasn't us, so vote for us because we didn't do it. Think about it. Think about what you're doing when you're playing to their narrative. Never, ever, ever play to their narrative. I don't give a shit what it is. Never play to their narrative and their message, ever. Don't ever do it. Because you do it, you give them an, you give them the ability. And, and that's... Um, uh, Brenda says she stopped um, subscribing to TYT because they don't say with the narrative regarding who is killing our democracy. That's right. That's why I attack TYT and I will continue to do it until they change. Until until Jake calls me and tells me, Tony, you're right. I'm going to change this whole fucking thing. I am going to attack them. Because they are defeatist and they are both sidesers and both sides are not the same in this country. That is all 100 percent fucking Bullshit. It is bullshit. It is a narrative that they have that they have fucking spun for decades and decades and decades. And they have done it intentionally. And the reason why is because they're fucking scumbags and they want they want you to believe that there's everyone scumbags and there's no serious policymakers. That's why it's okay if you elect unserious policymakers like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, which I want to show you a video here. Speaking of Marjorie Taylor Greene, the unhonorable. Fucking Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. What a sad day in our fucking history. This is on the floor of the House. Um, and Kevin McCarthy has to basically appoint an, a, a acting speaker pro tem to um, head the business of the House. And here is um, the clerk reading out that declaration here today. Listen. The Speaker's Rooms, Washington, D.C., March 8th, 2023. I hereby appoint the Honorable Marjorie Taylor What Green. the fuck did you just say? Honorable who? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Honorable? Come on. Come on. What the fuck? Let's, let's keep going. To act as Speaker Pro Temporary on this day. Signed, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House of Representatives. Boo. Fuck him. <laughs> Uh, some people are mad at me. Uh, I don't know if you're mad at me. Captain Beyond 777 says, I like TYT. I mean, again, there's going to be some messaging on that that you're going to like. But the problem is, is they're not focused on what they need to be focused on. They're just not. Um, and Z Merman, Z Merman, I think it's AJ. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm with names. Eh, uh, TYT makes money on chaos. 
and don't care about democracy. That's right. They're in it. Hey, guess what? TYT, as much as they tell you how capitalism's bad, that they're for the profit. They're tricking you. You Bernie bros, they're tricking you. <laughs> well, Tony, they have to have profit to survive in this capitalist system. Of course they do. Of course they do. But they're selling you bullshit that they're, you're going to get rid of capitalism by them participating in it. It's really dumb shit. Stupid stuff. Stupid shit. You're not, you're not going to get rid of capitalism because they're participating in it. Or you're participating in it. Because it's our system. It's like our government we have now. Unless we tear it to the ground, we'll, we're going to have a two-party system. We are. Someone's asking what TYT is. It's a network. It's called the Young Turks. Uh, years ago, they started it. Um, and, and, and they had good direction. But they've gone down the path to where um, defeatism and both sidesism makes them money. Because they can draw an audience that's going to hate Republicans and hate Democrats. So they've done that shit, which is bad for our institutional democracy anyways. And, and they claim to love democracy, which I believe they do. I, I'm not saying that the folks on TYT and the folks that run it over there don't believe in democracy. I'm not saying that. I'm saying their messaging, their narrative is wrong. It is, it is way wrong. It is doing the opposite of what they say they want. Okay, that's what I'm saying. They fucking suck at protecting democracy. They think they're doing it. They're not. They're not doing it. Their whole narrative that Joe Biden's too old and we need another candidate and the candidate we need is the old dude from Vermont. You're a boneheaded fuck if you believe their nonsense over there. That is boneheaded shit. I'm not saying Bernie Sanders is too old to be the president of the United States. I'm not saying Donald Trump and Joe Biden isn't too old to be the president of the United States. I don't think there is a too old to be anything. I don't think age has anything to do with it. There's, I, I don't know if you know how old Marjorie Taylor Greene is. Look at her. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. Do you think she is uh, capable of running the uh, any fucking government anywhere? No. She's a boneheaded fuck. It ain't got nothing to do with age. Not a goddamn thing. She just fucking boneheaded. So call me an asshole, I guess. I don't know. But again, you have to remember what we're doing with our messaging and our narrative and why it is so important. Republicans understand this. They've understood this for fucking years, folks. They've understood this for years. They know how this works. That is why they still hold power in so many fucking places where they shouldn't hold power. I give you the example all the time. Here in Missouri in the 2022 election, right? It was a midterm election for a United States senator. Yeah, Roy Blunt retired because he couldn't get elected because he's a fucking pussy and he wouldn't go along with the Trump shit. He just wouldn't. He's an old establishment Republican. He hates Donald Trump as much as Tucker Carlson fucking hates him, but he wasn't going to continue the, the, the bullshit. He retired. So we had a race here in Missouri against uh, Trudy Bush Valentine. She's a she's a heir to the Bush throne in St. Louis, Bush beer and Iser Bush. And we had the sitting attorney general, Eric Schmidt, on the same ballot that they voted on, on those two candidates for the United States Senate, the state of Missouri and its residents voted overwhelmingly to legalize recreational marijuana, which they should have. I agree with. I voted for it. They, they voted overwhelmingly. Listen to this. 
They voted overwhelmingly for recreational marijuana in the state of Missouri. They turned around and on the same ballot, they voted for Eric Schmidt for United States Senate, who is one of who is the leading, the leading opponent of recreational marijuana in the state. Make that make fucking sense. The only reason why it makes sense is because people don't know shit. They don't know their head from their ass. And they don't vote based on fact and civics. And they don't based vote based on how our government works and what they need. They vote based on association. And yes, it's going to take a long time to undo that and unravel that. But we can do it if they associate with democracy. Okay? We can do it if they associate with a narrative and messaging in this country that is leave us the fuck alone. Do not mind your own fucking business. We can win with that narrative. Trust me, that is a liberal message. Has been for a long time. That's why the the pandemic was a little fucking weird to me. You know, um, I don't know if the audience knows this, and, and a lot of people may disagree with me. But social distancing and masking is conservative. That's not liberal. That is not liberal. That is not a liberal policy. That is that is a conservative policy in its definition. Okay? That's what it is. Now, liberals are the ones who said, hey, it's good to have a fucking conservative policy when we're talking about spreading around a novel fucking disease that is killing people. Okay? That's the point, is that we didn't realize, we didn't realize that masking and fucking social distancing and staying home is is truly the definition of conservative, not liberal. Okay, so it was a little confusing to me, a person who knows what the definitions of word means, who knows how 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 society and politics work when the sides were fucking flipped on it. But it wasn't the sides flipped. It was liberals going, you know what? We have to take conservative measures at this point to save lives. And liberals in this country were willing to do that with our health policy at that time. They were willing to sacrifice liberty to make for a period of time to make sure their fucking fellow countrymen didn't die. Un, un, it's unfathomable to me that people don't know. And some of the audience may not understand this either. That masking, social distancing, and 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 sheltering at home was conservative. That was a conservative measure on the coronavirus. Okay? Now, the reason why it's conservative is because the liberal standpoint would be, no, do whatever you want, have the freedom of choice, go out and just, just make it happen and suffer the consequences. Right? That's a liberal thought process. To have the freedom to suffer the consequences, right? So when we talk about liberal and conservative, you have to understand what they mean. You have to. Um, Alley Cat says, "I still mask." That, 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 that's masking. Masking. Uh, we shouldn't shame someone for not masking or masking, especially at this point. We are well past the point of shaming or not shaming because of mask now. If you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Here's what I mean by that. If you go to a place and they require masks like a doctor's office and you freak out or a hospital and you're freaking out because they're making you wear a fucking mask to protect everyone else in that fucking space or protect yourself from other people in that space, 
and you're just being an asshole. That's just you being an asshole. But I don't, I don't, I, I actually see people in masks, even in Missouri where I'm at every once in a while. And my assumption is that person either is sick or can't afford to get sick. That's why they're wearing the mask. There's a reason why they have the mask on. Okay. So, but now, now it's more about liberty, right? When Alley Cat says, I still wear a mask, that's your liberty, Alley, Alley Cat. It is your liberty. It is a liberal idea. It is a liberal idea that you can wear a mask and people shouldn't shame you because there's probably a fucking reason for it. During the pandemic, totally other different story. But these are the things we have to know. These are the positions and the lenses we have to look through to make sure we understand what the narrative and the messaging has to be. Again, I go back to the fucking Walgreens thing. You could boycott them. You can not buy shit from them. You can stop doing business with them. You can say it out loud that Walgreens is wrong in this decision because they are. They are wrong in this decision. They should stand strong against fascism. Even if it hurts their pockets, they should do that. But let's not forget who the actual problem is. That is the fucking problem. That's the problem. Is Republicans. And if you don't believe me, I got a fucking video here to show you about the derailment. Holy shit. Oh, my God. You remember You remember what happened? Oh, my God. In Ohio, I think everyone's forgot about this at this point. The media has, especially the right-wing media, uh, because they lost the battle on this, because they had to admit that the reason why the spill happened in East Palestine in Ohio was because Trump took regulations away from the railroad, and it caused them to spill toxic chemicals and fucking pollute their town with poison a bunch of trump supporters but here's representative mike collins of georgia this fucking scumbag listen to what he says about train derailments and norfolk southern listen to this shit this is wild crazy shit i i was waiting for them to get to this fucking part i was waiting for them to get to this part listen to this quinces after seeing another Norfolk Southern train derailed this weekend, I was reminded of the fact that the company wrote to shareholders stating that it is focused on DEI. DEI. Do you know what DEI stands for? Let me show you. It stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. I told you earlier this week they're going to attack the word equity, but you're going to start to hear DEI. Just like you heard CRT, you're going to hear this shit. I'm telling you. And you better be ready for it for your messaging and your narrative. You're going to be ready for this shit. I'll show you how to do it here in a second. But um, that's what DEI, that's going to be the new enemy. <gasps> oh, my God. The new woke enemy is DEI. Trust me. Listen. This administration's focus on DEI is forcing private companies to rethink their goals. And one has to wonder, was Norfolk Southern's DEI policies are directing resources away from the important things like greasing wheel bearings? Y'all, this insanity must stop. This is really fucking stupid. The reason why they're not greasing wheel bearings is because humans have to grease those wheel bearings. And you fucking bastards have have done your damnedest to fucking break up unions and break up labor and make sure that these companies can just fire whomever, whenever, and however they want. You fucking scumbag Mike Collins. Here's what I ask, because here's the messaging, folks. You want to know what the messaging is? 
Wondered when MAGA was going to get around to blaming train derailments on black people. Because that's what he's doing here. That's the whole woke thing. When they say woke, they mean black. I don't know if you know that, but that's what they mean. Someone was asking earlier, get them to define black or get them to define woke. And what they really mean, they won't say it out loud, but they really mean is black people. Where do you think woke came from? You think woke was in, uh, invented out of nowhere? Woke has been being being awakened to the truth and being woke has been part of the black culture and black society for, I don't know, since uh, civil rights and before that. The fuck out of here. When they're talking about woke and they're saying this woke thing and this woke thing and that woke thing, they mean black people, black people, black people, and people who sympathize with black people. Race traitors, those white people, those woke white people, they're race traitors. That's what the fuck they mean. That's what the fuck they mean. And here Mike Collins is saying the reason why there was a derailment, the reason why there is a derailment of Norfolk Southern is because of DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's his reasoning. And what he means by that, DEI is woke. And he means black people. That's what he means. It's black people's fault that these trains derailed. That's what that that's what this racist from Georgia, Mike Collins, is saying. That's what he's saying. It's not true. It's not, I mean, of course, we know that. It's not true at all. But that's what the fuck he's saying. Um, so don't don't go to sleep on this. Stay woke. Stay woke. I'm telling you, you're going to want to. Errol, let me show you. Uh, Chris Webb is a great friend of the show. Um, and Chris says this about this clip from Asen. He says he left the white hood at home, but brought the racism, a racist excrement. That's right. And, and, and it's true. You can see right through it. DEI, they mean woke. They mean black people. And the reason why they're trying to rebrand this as DEI, folks, is because we've done a successful job at tearing down this idea of woke. The woke, the CRT worked for them for a while, and then they went to woke, right? They went to, oh, everything's woke, and anything woke goes broke. They say that stupid shit, remember, right? But now they're going to move to DEI. They're going to reframe their racist narrative to DEI. Trust me. It's what they're, they're, they're practicing it. That's what Mike Collins is doing here on the floor of the house, is he's blaming the derailment of Norfolk Southern on wokeness, our DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the reason why they're shortening it to DEI is because think about trying to demonize the words diversity, equity, and inclusion. <laughs> they think those are bad things. Those are evil, woke things, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Good luck with that shit. Good luck, Mike Collins and the Republican Party. Because I'm going to be right here fucking with you every step of the way. That's how this is going to work. Uh, let me see. Oh, I, I want to show you guys one more thing. This is truly a big piece of news. Um, this is groundbreaking. This is stuff that we cannot ignore. And I want to make sure to point out. And I know Gabe Sanchez isn't here today um, to see this piece of news. And I know he would he would love to see this piece of news. This is super important. And um, <clears throat> so I want you guys to know this. 
Um, and, and I really, the reason why I want you to know this is because there are things you should do on the internet and there are things that you should do more of on the internet. And this may be one of them. Um, Liam Nissan, uh, an account there on Twitter says not lame, not lame at all. Um, and I don't know if you know this or not, but there is a company out there. I think it's called Redbubble or some shit like that. Does anybody know the, the name of this company? I know some people. Um, yes, it's Redbubble. It's Redbubble. And what they do is like merch type things. Like you can go and order whatever you want on like a hoodie. Like you can say, well, oh, I want it to say this on a hoodie. Well, they have to have models, right, for their mock-ups. Now this, I'm telling you, this is groundbreaking stuff. And, and I want to show you who showed up um, on Redbubble. Uh-oh. Well, who Does this guy look familiar? <laughs> does this? Wait a second. Wait a second. You know, Gabe Sanchez um, is a working actor, model, and comedian. It. Oh, my God, it does. People are saying it looks like I think this is Gabe Sanchez. Is this Gabe Sanchez? It is Gabe Sanchez. Look at there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I wanted to do it while he was here. I really did. I wanted to bring this up while he, while he was here. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to. Uh, just not do that, but <laughs> oh, mm, boy, what's up, chuckle fuck? <laughs> whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go tag Gabe Sanchez on this um, on this tweet here that I've got on my feed on my timeline, and you definitely shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Liam Nissan is um, is is really. Um, uh, a friend of Gabe Sanchez. It's just a joke. I promise it's just a joke. Uh, but but we like to uh, have good fun here. And Gabe Sanchez is a good sport. But you can, you can if you want to, you can if you want to go to Redbubble and you'll be able to find all kinds of artwork on hoodies of Gabe Sanchez. Um, and that that is what we do here at the Tony Michaels Podcast. MJ says our model. Yeah, he's our he's our local. He's the uh, Mexican uh, hunk of love. You know that? I gave him that nickname, and that's why. Because he's he is truly a working model here, uh, Gabe Sanchez. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what I want you to do is to show support for Gabe Sanchez. Is not just go, um, uh, you know, tag him on this on this uh, <laughs> post, but give him some love on Patreon. He's got a Patreon going. You know what was that? Uh, is is a big hit. So go to patreon.com slash I am Gabe Sanchez. He's got a, a lot of extras over there, including early episodes, some Q and A's that he's going to do with uh, his patrons. Oh, see, you thought Gabe wasn't going to make it in the show and he made it into the show. Anyways, <laughs> I made sure of it today, um, but go, go visit patreon.com slash I am Gabe Sanchez. Also while you're on Patreon, visit my Patreon page. Uh, go to patreon.com slash the Tony Michaels or just go to the Tony Every single link is there on the Tony the Tony I cannot believe the amount of support that you guys have shown following us around uh, to a different YouTube channel and different platforms that we have on the internet, whether you're watching on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Midas Touch's Facebook page. You guys are great. Best audience in the world. Yesterday, people were confused um, about the YouTube channel. I, again, just to reiterate, we're going to be here for a little bit on the upwire. 
So make sure to subscribe here on the Upwire's YouTube channel, or you can go to theupwire.com, theupwire.com if you're off the YouTube platform, and please come subscribe to this channel to show us support. And also, don't forget to go to my channel and subscribe. Even though they got me banned, I know it sounds backwards, but I'm telling you, we want to show them who we are, and we want to show them that we have support. And the more subscribers we get while we're banned, we'll show them. They'll be like, whoa, 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 he got more subscribers even though he couldn't post? It's super important. And also follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod and download every single episode. It's free, free 99. It's like a five finger discount over on uh, Apple, Spotify, and Google. So make sure, make sure you go download every single episode. And let me tell you about Twitch. A lot of people have been uh, going over to Twitch and following us on Twitch, subscribing on Twitch. Now, Twitch, if you subscribe on Twitch, it costs you a couple bucks to make it commercial free. But let me tell you a free way to do it. If you want a free way to watch over on Twitch without commercials, or if you just want uh, us to get a little bit of Jeff Bezos' money, it's like two or three bucks a month. You can you can link your Twitch account and your Amazon Prime account and give us that one free subscription that you get with your Amazon Prime account. Just link it. Yeah, and I think every month you got to go resubscribe with that free account but once you link them it's done uh so go link your amazon prime account in your twitch account and subscribe to us on twitch helps us out here at the show and also don't forget to visit our merch store at store.dtonymichaels.com get your ron DeSantis can go fuck himself merch this is the popular hot stuff ron DeSantis can go fuck himself We've got it over there at store.dtonymichaels.com. We appreciate all the support that you give. We appreciate that you followed us around the internet as we work through our channel band. You are the best audience in the world. Give the love to the moderators. They're the best moderators in the world. We really appreciate you having you here every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. As long as we're not banned. Until tomorrow, same time, same place. Surf's up, motherfuckers. You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head-ass speaking.